dropped off a pretty little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane Morning, Matt Morning, Derek. Today is a beautiful Tuesday morning. We had the weather come through last yesterday afternoon, I guess. Open it up. Going to be a beautiful day and uh, I think going to have a pretty nice week. Uh, another front coming through this weekend and then uh, maybe have a finally get to some really good, you know, mid-70s, low 50 fall weather. I saw that, Derek. I think uh, coming in, I saw something getting close into the low 70s from a high standpoint for several days. So really excited about that. We'll talk more about a really busy weekend that both of us had. Uh, we're pretty busy all weekend. So we'll talk more about, about that here shortly in our words from the weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, Derek, yesterday was Columbus Day. You were off uh, with the bank. I actually took off, uh, ended up, you know, you know, we'll talk about more that about that in just a second. I was actually off. But Columbus Day is weird because, you know, half the businesses are off and school's out. And then the other businesses you pass by, the people are there wondering where everybody is. So. Yeah. It's just a lot of open signs in Hernando yesterday. Was able to go by the drugstore, that type of stuff. And, you know, had several people contact me from a car rental standpoint, and I had to tell them, hey, see you tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it is kind of weird. I mean, we are, I'm used to being off. I think we get 10 holidays a year. Actually, now 11 holidays a year, uh, which, you know, federal holidays that the bank gets good also. So that's nice. Uh, but it, it, I was able to get some stuff done yesterday also, uh, do some stuff for the uh, fundraiser coming up this weekend that we will talk about on Friday, uh, but also just uh, some personal stuff done and ready to hit the ground running this morning. Well, Derek, I can tell you who does not take days off when it comes to helping clients buy and sell real estate in DeSoto County, and that's our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Brian and Terry possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They have been the number one team for residential real estate for over 12 years. They possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. They're ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. Now is a great time to list your home. If you're interested in listing your home, you want to call Brian or Terry with Team Couch or Birch Realty Group. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis for your home. They simply need your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood. They can tell you how long things are staying on the market. They can tell you how fast homes are closing. Brian and Terry have all the analytics when it comes to the DeSoto County housing market that can help you with the right decision. Give them a call at 662-449-1700 or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. Or find more information about Team Couch at teamcouch.com. That's C-O-U-C-H.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. I want to say thank you to the How to Barbecue Right Shop for being our 2021 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. That's 496 Whitfield Drive, right off of Memphis Street. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. Call him at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Or visit his website at howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do 
is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive right here in Hernando. Well, Derek, as I mentioned a few seconds ago, we're going to talk about our words from the weekend. I'm going to let you go first, and then we'll break down mine. What is your word from the weekend for this Tuesday show? Matt, my word for the weekend is normalcy. Okay, you said normalcy. Normalcy. Okay. The reason I'm saying that is because I think you know, all of us, uh, as the pandemic has gone over the last 18 months, um, you know, different mandates, different things going on, it's kind of been hard to have a sense of normalcy. Uh, you, when you go out, you're still kind of looking. Uh, I, I know a lot of people now are, are getting vaccinated or vaccinated, and it seems to be moving, uh, you know, more and more to, you know, being back to, you know, what you would say is normal. Uh, but I think this weekend was the first time I really felt it. Uh, we went down, my family and I went down to the game, Ole Miss game on Saturday. Uh, had a wonderful time, beautiful day. Uh, you know, thank goodness it was a win. Uh, but just a, a, a beautiful day. But just, you know, being back in the Grove, it's the first time we've actually tried to kind of walk around and do a little tailgating in two years, uh, at least two or three years. Uh, so that was really that was really nice. Uh, just seeing the crowd, uh, you know, it was the largest crowd that's been in, in Ole Miss Stadium for at least two years, maybe longer than that because the Matt Luke teams were terrible. Just, a, you know, just a great long day. I think we were there, you know, total of 10 hours coming and going. So that was great. Then you look and you have, um, you know, obviously there was a race Saturday morning. You know, it looked like about 400 participants. Over 500. So it was over 500, over 500 yep. participants, excuse me. Um, the last number I saw was over 400. So that's fantastic for sign up people coming out sign-up day. And again, that was larger than last year, which is a fantastic race. So that was normal. Uh, then you have uh, Cedar Hill Farm Horse, which it was open last year, but there were some things that were canceled. They didn't have the Haunted Hayride last year. A couple other things due to the COVID regulations going on. This year, everything's wide open. Uh, my daughter went out there Saturday night after the game, had to go pick her up about 1030. Let me just say uh, they're doing very well out there on, on, on weekend nights at Cedar Hill Farm. Uh, so that was, uh, again, felt normal. And then just you know, kind of the fall weekend. I mean, you had uh, we had, a, you know, as I said, the little mini cold front come through yesterday. You know, the wind was blowing, leaves were falling, and it looked like a typical fall weekend, really starting it off on the, you know, the good, you know, for some people like me, a long fall weekend. So it just felt normal. First time I really never, even during the game, did not think about COVID, never thought about it. At, That's you know, good. That's yeah, great. Never thought about okay well you know but you, people make jokes you know this is a super spreader this is this is that no there was none of that it was just hey this is a football game this is what we're supposed to do hey Cedar Hill Farm was great um, again the race obviously went off with that hitch so I think it was just it just felt normal it felt like fall from two years ago three years ago and I uh, just really appreciated that hope it is a good sign of things to come Derek you didn't think about COVID on Saturday while at the Ole Miss game but uh, that doesn't mean our defense it wasn't sick so <laughs> defense was horrendous horrendous um, our defense yeah. and you and i've played on bad football teams we've talked about it numerous times on this show and off air man it's it, to know you can't stop somebody is just miserable um, oh, we it's tape, just miserable we, we taped the game and so uh, my son and i rewatched it yesterday during my day off and did not realize this until what we got to the start of the fourth quarter looked at the score and i'm like there were six touchdowns scored in the fourth quarter right sure so I did not even like and when you're sitting in the game you didn't realize that six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Oh, it was unbelievable. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah, I'll, I'll mention it just a second, but we were down in Jackson, and we had to listen to it right there on the radio. Uh, weren't able to watch it on TV, but listen to it you know, with David Kellum. And you're, you're the most negative fan probably in the history of Ole Miss football. But I will give you credit a little bit. It, it, when it comes to Arkansas, they always win the close ones. We either blow I mean, them we out. Can, we can go up, man. We're not going to do it because I don't. That's nobody it. needs to hear it on this podcast. But I can go over the heartbreaks. They're, they're brutal. There's, there's tons brutal. of them, and so it was just we knew it was coming. And then they they probably should have done it again the other day, but they had the, maybe the worst play call I've ever seen on the love, two point conversion. Look, I loved. I told. Uh, I loved the 
Kiffin going forward in our territory on fourth down had no problem with right. it because we didn't, it didn't matter if it was 35 yards or 65 yards. We weren't going to stop him. So why are you going to – Sure. Punting, Let's go. punting means nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing was I love the, the call to go for two on the road yeah. for the win, but the play call was horrendous. They've been getting five, yard, five yards of carry literally just by snapping the ball. They got five yards running. Correct. I don't know why they threw it all day, more <laughs> or less that one play. So well, it was just – I'm glad they did. When I, I mean, I saw it. I was like, we just lost this game. Here's another heartbreaking loss. And when I saw him roll and realize, oh, he's going to throw. He's going to throw the ball. I was like – and then I was like, we just won that game. How yeah. do we – and then there was a flag on the ground, and we're all panicked. And then it was like, you know, I was, it was just – it was crazy. Glad I was there. Like I say, because I was at the seven-overtime game. I was at fourth and 25. I was there yesterday. But, man, um, our defense is bad. Oh, well, look, if Tennessee throws more – not that, not that the uh, coach of Tennessee listens to our podcast. Maybe he should. But uh, if, he, if they throw more than five passes on, on Saturday night, um, he should be fired because they should run the ball every single play, keep Matt Corral on the sideline because Matt Corral's phenomenal. He's just awesome. Our offense is solid. He's good. Uh, you know, it's really, really hard to stop us. Matt, Matt, they, then, uh, Arkansas – I mean, I, I'm sorry this is becoming an Arkansas Ole Miss podcast. Arkansas kept the ball for eight minutes in the first quarter, correct. scored running the ball. It was 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter. There was yeah. only one score in right. that quarter. There were six – in the right. fourth quarter. Like, what did, What were they – like, anyway, I'm glad they did it. Ole Miss won. Um, you're right. You know, let's see what Tennessee does. But, man, it was just uh, – it was an incredible game to be. I think everybody enjoyed it. I enjoy – you know, it used to – I am a negative fan. Uh, but I enjoy the Kiffin area because, literally, we're just going to keep going for it. And it's like, okay, we can't stop them, so let's have some fun to see if we can score. And I mean, I, hold on to the ball. It's, That's it's fun. Cool. It's fun. Hold on to the ball. That's what he does. This uh, breakdown of the Ole Miss-Arkansas game brought to you by Rebel Rags <laughs> there in, in Oxford, uh, right there on Jackson uh, Avenue. little plug for them. But, uh, well, man, what? Yeah, Ole Miss won. That was fun. I'm glad you got to go. And like you said, Derek, we've been watching 60, 70, 110,000 people in stands. I mean, Texas A&M, Alabama, uh, I mean, you know, 110,000 people screaming there. Rushing on, the field. Rushing the field on Saturday night. Um, it just And that's what college kids should be doing. I mean, we have two seniors. We'll talk more about that in a second. We have two seniors. They'll be going off to college soon, all that type of stuff. And I hope Hannah Grace gets to rush the field at some point. I hope Bo gets to rush the field at some point because that's the way it should be. We shouldn't live in fear and all these different things and let people tell us what to do. Uh, let's go you know, play some football and have fun. That's what life's all about, especially uh, between the ages of 18 and 23 before you have to, you know, really start having responsibilities. So I'm glad that's a very, very good word from the weekend. My word from the weekend, Derek, is going to be whirlwind. This past weekend has been absolutely uh, insane uh, for the Crane family. Start off Thursday night with the parade. You obviously were at the football game. We'll talk more about that shortly with North Point, but a big win for North Point, a dominant win. Uh, we had a parade on Thursday. Then on, um, I've told the podcast listeners last week, my daughter uh, made the homecoming court and was a senior maid and so we had the parade on thursday we had on friday we had the uh, pep rally uh, festivities out on the field which was a lot of fun that was a you know in, enjoyable time to see them they were presented but then they also did the usual spirit stick stuff and everything like that which was all has always been so fun you know had to be at the square at five o'clock for pictures then we had to be on the field before the game and all those different things and at halftime Hannah Grace was voted on and, and crowned the 2021 Hernando High School homecoming queen. So definitely Congratulations uh, to her. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, just an awesome, awesome opportunity for her. We are efforting Hannah Grace. Yes, I say efforting because we have interviewed aldermen, mayors, principals, teachers, counselors, and there's been no guest in the history of the UTW podcast harder to nail down 
than a 17-year-old girl when it comes to come on our show and do a, slight, a, a short interview with us. We will be interviewing her. She'll be on our Friday show. I had about five people mention it to me, including Derek, our, uh, the official softball coach of the UGW podcast. Miss uh, Nikki Witten uh, mentioned, hey, you got to get Hannah Grace on the podcast. I'm sure a lot of people would enjoy that. So she's going to sit down with me for about five or ten minutes, and that, that'll be on uh, Friday show. Anyway, so Friday night, uh, she won Homecoming Queen. Very, very exciting. Uh, family came over. Friends came over. We were up till midnight. Night. The next day, we had to be up at 6.30, take Wilson down to Jackson, Flowood, Mississippi. If you've never been to Flowood, Mississippi, their baseball complex and soccer complex is absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what Snowden would be had they done softball uh, soccer fields earlier. Right, right. It's the same exact situation, but just a really, really nice thing. So two games there, drove back, got back late. The next day, we go down. Wilson plays another game uh, in Tupelo. I had to get up on Sunday morning. Was definitely blessed and honored to do a little uh, there at the uh, Hernando United Methodist Church table service. Uh, shout out to Miss Emily Kate McAlexander, a lovely young lady, a junior at, at Hernandez uh, High School. Uh, she showed up to sing with us on Sunday morning and was like, "Hey, is nobody else singing?" And it was just her, and she did a great job. So shout out to her. Shared her talents on Sunday morning. I know she was a blessing to all the people there that were there at the table service. So then we and then yesterday, Derek, the. Um, the annual trip to the pumpkin patch in Blue Mountain, Mississippi. You mentioned Cedar Hill Farms uh, seeming to be packed and doing quite well. Yeah. If you've ever been to the pumpkin patch in Blue Mountain, Mississippi, I can say for one month a year, I would love to own the pumpkin patch in Blue Mountain, Mississippi. Uh, for sure. You know, Blue Mountain College, and you take a right, and you end up in the pumpkin patch uh, place. But let me tell you, man, it was car after car, person after person. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome to go. You know, it, it has become a tradition. Uh, I can – you know, talk about not liking it or not enjoying it. Um, but, uh, that would be at my own demise. Yeah. So it's yeah. best if I just go to the pumpkin patch and, and we, we met my sister-in-law and her family over there. So we had a really nice time, but man, we are tired, done, exhausted and ready for uh, re- literally ready for school to come back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ready to start that back, uh, this morning. So really appreciative. Like I said, uh, Hannah Grace, uh, on, on Friday night, she was very, uh, Derek, I was sitting, sitting there next to her on, on the field and I could hear her teeth chattering. She was so nervous. So I was very, uh, very happy for her. It was a, a great moment. I mean, you know, anytime someone gets voted on by their peers uh, and gets approval, uh, that's all teenage mm-hmm. girls are really looking for most days, you know, Derek. So I'm um, just very proud of her. And again, we'll, we'll sit down with her and get an interview with her for the uh, show coming up on Friday. So looking forward to that. It was a whirlwind weekend all weekend long. Glad it's over and glad to be back with the UTW podcast for sure. Well, Derek, speaking of something that has been a whirlwind and has taken quite a while, the Mackingvale exit. The Mackinville exit is officially open. They will cut the ribbon coming up. Tell us about that, but it is officially open. Go. It, it is officially open. Open yesterday. Uh, so those of all that were had the day off, you did not know. Obviously, school was out, so you did not know. They opened it uh, on the day uh, that school was out. But the ribbon-cutting ceremony, officially dedicating the road, opening the road, will be tomorrow, October 13th at 10 a.m. This will mark the official opening of the new Mackinville Road and the Mackinville exit. So, obviously, would people... The exit's been used now for a couple months, uh, but Marthy, the grand opening of both uh, tomorrow at on Wednesday at 10 a.m. The new one-and-a-half-mile stretch of realigned Mackinville is a five-lane connector that was part of a plan to connect Hernando to the Tennessee state line and will ease traffic on I-269, I-55, and 
the Hernando City streets. Of course, the, the mayor, we talked about this, how he loves that area, loves that corner. He says it's a, uh, it's a, you know, gives the people another route to get to the interstate. It's key to relieving the congestion uh, on commerce. So you should see uh, hopefully an impact now. Uh, people using that, you know, getting off there and then getting to the neighborhoods around in that area and getting off of Commerce Street. Uh, and then, of course, this was all you know, due to a $8.7 million project to realign the Mackinville Road between Bahalia Road and Green Tea Road. And, and the city of Hernando and DeSoto County each chipped in a million dollars toward the project. And the rest came from federal funds. So, you know, when we talk about these budget meetings and everything being set up, you know, and this is part of the, the MPO, right? So the, the Memphis MPO is very, very important. We do get our money from it. So a lot of people say, why do we pay in? Why do we pay a few thousand dollars a year to be in this? You know, et cetera, et cetera. This is why, because they give us the rest of the money. We, we put up a million dollars. The county puts up a million dollars. They put up the rest to fund this $9 million project to get this done. So again, the new Mackerville Road is open. Now, We this is something that is I guess the most important part of all this, besides saying thank you to the federal government and thank you, you know, for the leaders for getting this done, there will not be stop signs on Mackinville Road. Now, we, we mentioned this, I guess, when they started, when we were uh, back in the spring, we talked about how this was going to be the case. They put stop signs there to start getting people used to it. Mackinville will be straight through, kind of like if you're going into Walmart and you're coming, you're turning off of Mackinville going into Walmart, you don't have a stop sign. The two coming, I guess, from the shopping center and from the bank or whatever are, do have stop signs. It's the same thing. So if you're using Mackinville Road, you do have a throughway. There is no stop sign if you're going north-south, but please make sure the people are stopping going east-west. They're the only ones that have the stop signs. So the stop signs are on Green Tea Road facing east and west. No stop signs north and south. This is probably going to cause some issues for the first couple months. Please be careful when you do that. So when you come off the exit ramp at this time, you can go straight through. Uh, now, I would assume that at some point we'll get a stoplight once the field house is finished. Once they start putting other things, that's a perfect place for a stoplight. But right now, there are just two stop signs east and west. From the red light at Mackinville and 269 to the red light at Mackinville and Bahia Road, don't stop. Don't stop. North and south, go. I mean, I, I want to say you better yield and look to sure, make sure the people sure. coming are stopping. But, yeah, you will not have a stop sign or be impeded in any way. Right. Just pay attention to the folks over at Wesley Meadows that they're driving. You want to pay attention to that. You want to pay attention. Anybody, <laughs> high school kids, you're like, well, yeah. I think I think it was uh, just kind of a yield and go. Yeah, just pay attention to that. No, yeah, that. What an awesome project. We've talked about it definitely for the last year uh, that the UTW podcast has existed. Derek and I are really fired up about the Fieldhouse project. Some of the different things that we've heard about uh, projects coming up in that area. Actually, Derek had a chance to mention or a chance to talk with Dr. Chip Christian. Uh, we've talked about it several times on the podcast. Dr. Christian, uh, heavily involved with Ortho South, just bought the property next to the field house they will be breaking ground over the next two years for a very nice physician's office building possible surgery center mri building all that kind of stuff so you're right Derek. good spot for a red light coming up but not just yet so be careful enjoy the mackinville exit the new northern entrance for the city of hernando for sure so really really looking forward to that Derek. you did not or you failed to mention that what you want to do is go to that ribbon cutting at 10 Leave there and come over to the uh, Hernando Golf and Racquet Club for the Rotary meeting where you and I will be the uh, guest speakers. We will be the guest speakers. So um, if you'd like to learn a little bit about the UTW podcast, uh, its formation, uh, its uh, continued um – 
success in our own mind, uh, we definitely can talk about that. Uh, Rotary Club going to be at the Hernando Golf and Racket Club um, is where it'll be the Wednesday, October 13th. Uh, you certainly can come. Even if you're not a member of Rotary, you can come probably for $10. You can be as, a as, as our guest. You yeah, can come for yes. $10. You can be a paid guest. Uh, eat a meal. Enjoy our, our talk there. That, like I said, that'll be coming up tomorrow on October 13th. So congratulations again to the city of Fernando for what an awesome, awesome exit and a, and a good project that's going to be that's been a long, long time coming. So congratulations for that northern entrance. Derek, something a little bit of a sad note before we get to our ads and moving on our show. A little bit of a sad note, the beautiful Hernando Square will be affected in the next couple of weeks. Tell us all about it. Unfortunately, one of the things you have to do when you have you know huge old trees, there is a possibility of them getting diseased and dying. And that's what unfortunately happened uh, to two of the trees uh, on the courthouse square. Uh, the trees, of course, around the courthouse, they're, they're inspected regularly, uh, obviously because of the size of them and because of you know prop- possible damage that could be caused by high winds and that sort of thing. A recent inspection by an arborist determined that one tree in the front of the courthouse and one behind the courthouse could pose a danger to people and property and will need to come down. Um, so, you know, this is something that you hate to see. Uh, the two trees in question are the one that are next to the marker honoring right. uh, soldiers right there. Uh, in the, the front, when you're the, looking at the courthouse on the right-hand side. Right on the, yeah, right yep. there on the right. So, yeah, so that tree to the right. So that tree will, will be coming down. And then the one in the back, this is basically the dead center of the back of the courthouse, uh, right next to where, if you go to the farmer's market, uh, the milk guy, uh, Brown Farms, usually comes in and parks his truck right next to that, right next to where the staircase comes up right there. That tree will have to come down, which, you know, again, Again, especially in the summer times, they give a lot of shade uh, for the farmer's market. They give a lot of shade for the concerts in June. And so it's just a, a very sad day uh, that those will be coming down over the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you know, piece by piece, they're going to bring in professionals to do that. They will plant trees to be replaced, Matt, but these trees are decades old. I mean, sure. I would say 70, 80 years old at least. And so you're gonna, those are going to have to be replaced. So, I mean, of course, you know, they're doing the right thing. Or, you know, you, you take two trees, you put two trees back. Unfortunately, hopefully my grandkids will be watching concerts with their right. with my great-grandkids under those. Can only imagine what those concerts will sound like. Yeah. But they yeah. have to be over by 10. Well, you know, we know what they're going to sound like. If, you, <laughs> if you've ever seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yeah, gotcha. that, that's exactly what that new wave, whatever that is, they listen to. And that's, anyway, that's what uh, that'll be listened to. But it's, it's a very sad day to watch those trees come down. We all love the square. We love the, the history. We love the scenery there, uh, the, the large trees, the shade that they give on other, what otherwise hot days uh, in the summer time we're gonna be without those now for the next unfortunately a couple decades uh there will be um, two you know few trees on the south and south side of the left that we'll be able to enjoy uh but again when you see those coming down that is not somebody doing that meanly sure. they were not poisoned like the guy from Auburn, I mean, the, uh, alabama did for the auburn trees these are just diseased trees that need to come down and, and we'll hate to see them go you take for granted just you know getting so used to seeing big trees seeing those trees with the city of fernando right there with the courthouse in the background just you know like you like you said i mean you have to that's something that needs to be done for safety purposes property pur- purposes uh it just makes total sense so um, just want to let give the podcast listeners the update on that as, as the uh, trees will be removed over the next coming weeks. If you're looking to do some type of tree removal or some type of a project on the outside of your residence or outside of your commercial property, please consider reaching out to our friend Richard Williams with Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, 
gate repair, new fence construction, anything you need on the outside of your property, Richard can help. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Richard is a great guy. He's the kind of guy that you want working at your home or commercial property. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Williams Services on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Podcast brought to you by DeSoto Family Dental Care. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFD makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. They are the official dentist of the UTW podcast, and you can reach them at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. Visit them today for the DFDC difference. Derek, right in the middle of our Tuesday show is always the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. DeSoto County Fact of the Week is brought to you by the DeSoto County Museum located across from Bank Corp South on Commerce Street right here in Hernando. They are open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Again, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Rob Long and his staff would love to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum, the wonderful exhibits, the artifacts, different things all about DeSoto County. Derek, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week is what? Well, Matt, you know, we have a, a great um – public school system here in DeSoto County. We have wonderful, wonderful teachers that actually, uh, you know, the, the crew of Fernando, which we're part of, actually was able to raise money for uh, and fund uh, the teacher grants. Uh, for those. Before you go on, 27 teacher grants. That's right. 27, 27 teacher. teacher grants. Crew of Fernando, over $12,000 will be donated. Yeah, and, we, and we'll I'll be talking more about that on Friday. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, one of the, um, that's all uh, apropos to the fact that uh, what our fact of the week is this week. And Matt, uh, you know, those teachers do have some rules. Uh, they've had a lot of rules. We, we give them all kind of praise during COVID, how they were able to step up, continue their classes, do, the, you know, do what they needed to do to keep the kids in the classroom. Matt, those rules were tough. Not as tough as what Rob Long has sent us for the rules for teachers in 1915. I'm scared. Uh, these are teachers. <laughs> these are the rules for teachers in DeSoto County uh, for 1915. Number one, you will not marry during the term of your contract. The teacher will not marry at all. At not all. Not a student. 
Not a student. <laughs> no, not a student. You're you not allowed not to marry, marry at all wow. the, the, term, the term of your contract. Wow. You must be home between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. unless attending school functions. Uh, you may not travel beyond the city limits unless you have the permission of the chairman of the school board. Corey Osselton would. <laughs> Corey, Osselton. Corey Osselton would be pretty busy if he, if he had to know if people could leave. Uh, you may not smoke cigarettes, which okay. that's actually uh, was very in good 19, health advice. In 1915, though, huge health advice. But in 1950, oh, yeah. it was not health. It was it was about uh, judgment. That was a, it was about judgment. Yeah, judgment. exactly right. But wow. that was actually the one one good rule they had so far, I guess. You may must wear at least two petticoats. Okay. As you teach. Uh, to keep the school neat and clean, you must sweep the floor at least once daily, scrub the floor at least once a week with hot soapy water, clean the backboards at least once a day, and start the fire at 7 a.m. so the room will be warm by 8 a.m. <laughs> you, are, you are not allowed to keep company of men. Okay. You may not loiter downtown at any of the ice cream stores. Okay. I mean, now they're just, they're just this, this the first. Just, our first oh, was just basically, basically the first was sexist. That's just right, outright mean. I know. I mean, you can, cannot visit the dip. Can I get? A, can I get the dip? You may not ride in a carriage automobile with any man who is not your father or brother. These are hang on. These are public school teacher rules in 1915. Yeah, you may not dress in bright colors. How many more are there? There's one more. Okay, last and one. your dresses must not be any shorter than two inches above the ankle. Above the ankle. Ankle. That is, that is ankle. Uh, so, yeah. So, teachers, I know you think you have it bad. There are a lot of rules and regulations that we have now. Seem to be more each day, and that's pretty much for a lot of our industries. Things have come a long, long way since 1915. In 106 years, those rules, every single rule, it struck down, wouldn't exist, Oh, it would be, you would be, not only would it be canceled, you it would is, be wow. buried below whatever canceled is. Like you would just be, yeah. Except for, again, I, I do you may like, not smoke cigarettes as the, the, the best. <laughs> hey, not, you may not. I mean, right. you have to have, obviously, freedom of choice was completely taken away. Uh, but you should not is the, is the best rule that they have carried from 1915. Derek, I do kind of like the idea of showing up as a, uh, whatever, middle schooler, high school, doesn't matter, showing up and my teacher has built us a wood-burning uh, fire. Yeah, very, that would very be nice. pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would be totally distracted. I could stare at a fire. I would get nothing done. My GPA would be zero because I would stare at the fire and poke at the fire all the time. Yeah, it, 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 that would be very tough. You get that, oh, man, that's just... Straight, straight you and I know some straight straight napping, just, ca- just the, the crackling fire. Oh yeah, you and I know some public school teachers, and I they, I hope they listen to the show. Um, you know, there's several I can think of. Yeah, they would they would burn. They would take that list of rules and they throw. <laughs> that's how they would start their fire. That's literally how they start. That's literally because man, they would not go along with Inclu- that. And just, also their teacher contract. Uh, there'll be a lot yeah, of things thrown in that. Can't fire. get married. Wow, just. Yep. Yeah, Corey Osselton, I swear, man, he would he would he would have a busy, busy, <laughs> busy time. Man, just amazing. Thank you, Rob Long. That is an amazing list of teacher rules from 1915 for the Soda County Fact of the Week. But again, like you said, Derek, 106 years later, we've come a long, long way. Visit the DeSoto County Museum every Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. right there across from Bancorp South on Commerce Street. Thank you, Rob Long, for being just an amazing and wonderful partner to the UTW podcast. Derek, speaking of an amazing partner for the UTW podcast, Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price 
but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Derek, as you were talking earlier uh, about the trees being removed on the square, I couldn't help but think of how much and how wonderful uh, it is to be underneath those trees have been a big part of it. And for years, a big part of underneath the trees right there on the square has been the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information about the Farmer's Market, reach out to Gia Matheny at 449-9092. That's 449-9092. The Farmer's Market takes place from May 1st through October every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October. Time for the Hernando Farmer's Market for this year is running out. So please visit the Hernando Farmer's Market over the next few weekends while you still can. want to remind everyone that they now have three meat farmers, Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, and Rickman's Meat Company out of Corinth, Mississippi. These companies bring everything from fillets, bone-in ribeyes, baby back and spare ribs, sausages, tons of roast, and you can even purchase a quarter, half, or whole cow. That's every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., Come and talk to those gentlemen there at the Hernando Square about those uh, different companies. Those are just three of the over 70 vendors, 70 vendors that work with the Hernando Farmer's Market each year, totaling sales of almost $400,000 right there for the city of Hernando. Just a wonderful, wonderful thing. The Hernando Farmer's Market each and every Saturday on the historic Hernando Square. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. They invite prospective families and students to mark their calendars for this Friday, October 15th at 9.30 a.m. This will be their first open house admissions event of the year. This open house is specifically designed for new prospective families with children pre-K, 3, and up. School choice is often about feel, and they have designed an event to help you know if North Point is right for you. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. They are asking for reservations to be made. RSVP and hold your spot today by contacting the Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Or by emailing sshero-n at ncstrojans.com. I want to say thank you to North Point and all of our wonderful advertisers. We continue to be blessed with your support. We really, really appreciate it. If you're interested, we do have some spots available. If you're interested on in advertising on the UTW podcast, send us an email under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. If, if you or your business would have interest in advertising with the UTW podcast, send us an email so we can send you an advertising packet. We really appreciate our advertisers here under the water tower. Derek, speaking of North Point, let's talk a little volleyball before we talk football right here in DeSoto County. State playoffs are in full effect. What you got? 
This past Thursday night, the Lady Trojans faced off against the district rivals, the Lady Griffins of St. George's, for the regional championship for Division 2A. Not only is it a district rival, but the Trojans' coach, the head volleyball coach, came from St. George's, where she was an assistant coach last year. The first set was back and forth the entire time, with St. George's taking it 25-23. In the second set, it was literally a repeat of the first, very tight, and St. George's also winning that set 25-23. Down 2-0, the Trojans were one set away from losing the regional championship after going through the district undefeated. In the third set, the Trojans battled and pulled away late in the set to win it 25-20. In the fourth set, the Trojans did one better, winning it 25-19, pulling the match even 2-2. With the gym at maximum volume, the fifth set started off close, but the Trojans pulled out to a 12-8 lead and finally took the last set 15-11, coming all the way back from an 0-2 deficit to win the match 3-2. Top performers for the Trojans were Sophie Bauer with 55 assists, 31 digs, and two aces. What a game. Uh, Quinn Thurman had 27 kills, 19 digs, and two blocks. Isis Reed had 11 kills, three digs, and seven blocks. And Macy Gross had seven kills and 11 digs. The tournament MVP was Sophie Bauer, obviously, when you have 55 assists in one game. The Trojans now receive a first-round bye in the state tournament and will host a match this Saturday. So they uh, take a week off, basically. They get a week of rest. Yeah, they get a week wow, of rest. Okay. Waiting. Yeah, I think the tournament actually starts tonight, uh, and so they'll find out uh, you know, after tonight who they play on Saturday. Travel or host? Uh, they will host. The, Great. The, the, Great. So they got to buy, so they're hosting the second-round game. This coming Saturday. This coming Saturday. So we want to wish uh, good luck to the Lady Trojans, and we will preview that match on our Friday show. Now, of course, uh, since the last show, the Lady Patriots and Lady Tigers did not play, but we want to briefly tell you what they've got coming up because they will be playing both tonight. The Lady Patriots will travel to Oxford for their first-round playoff match tonight, which will be a rematch from their match last Tuesday that we talked about. Lewisburg is expecting, as we mentioned, Oxford standout attacker to be on the floor for the Chargers in the playoff match after she missed the match against the Lady Patriots last week. So we want to say good luck to the Lady Patriots as they uh, travel to Oxford tonight for their first-round match. And then for the Lady Tigers, they will travel to Madison Central tonight for the first run of the playoffs. The school is allowing fans to watch this match for free. You will need to download the Season Cast app and search for the channel HHS Volleyball and click to watch. Or you can go on your desktop. You can go to hhsvolleyball.mylivegame, all one all together, .com. So hhsvolleyball.mylivegame.com to watch the match that way. And, of course, we especially want to wish a great luck to the Lady Tigers traveling to Madison Central tonight. Also want to give a shout-out to our presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch. He does show up early before the games, sets up his phone, live streams the games, just does a really, really good job. His daughter plays volleyball for the Hernando Tigers. So, you know, shout-out to anybody that's going to show up and try and spread the word, spread the news, give people an opportunity to cheer on young people. So thank you, Brian, for continuing to do that. Good luck down in Madison Central. You know, Madison Central and Hernando seem to play in just about everything. They do. I mean, they really, really do play in a lot of sports. So good luck to the Hernando Lady Tigers. Uh, certainly, I'd love Love for them to beat Madison Central for sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're the three seed coming out of our district, okay. and so it's uh, that's going to be it's going to be a tough. I mean, obviously right, sure. they're playing a higher seed; they're having to go on the travel on the road. You know, Oxford obviously was 
according to uh, volleyball experts up here, they are very highly favored to win the state championship. Or With their the best player. With, With their, their best, best player. player yeah. uh, now, but Lewisburg did take on 3-0 last sure. week. Yep. Uh, obviously, the best player makes a difference. We'll see how much that is tonight. Good luck to all the ladies uh, doing such wonderful work, uh, the schools that we cover. We really, really appreciate uh, how hard you guys work there on the court uh, when it comes to volleyball. Let's turn our attention, Derek, under the lights, Friday night lights. But, of course, the game you're going to tell us about first happened last Thursday since our last show. We taped our last show. So give us the uh, update on what the North Point Trojans uh, – the North Point Trojans opened up a can, Derek. What you got? They did, man. You you almost called this game – I called uh, I said 40-point win. That's what I, I said. Almost, almost exactly. Uh, the Trojans hosted the St. Benedict Eagles last Thursday night. St. Benedict received the opening kickoff and the Trojans held them three and out, which you know the defense has improved over the last couple weeks. The Trojans took their opening drive and marched down the field and scored on a two-yard run by Josh Fisher. On the next drive, the Trojans marched down the field and again, Josh Finch, uh, Fisher punched it in, this time from eight yards out. By the end of the first quarter, Matt, as you mentioned, it kind of was over early. The Trojans were up 28 to nothing. The Trojans and Eagles swapped scores in the second quarter going into halftime with a score 49 to 12 in favor of the Trojans. So the entire second half was played with the running clock. Uh, there was no scoring in the third quarter, and then two scores for the Trojans and one for the Eagles to get to the final score of 63-18. to 18. So final score, 63-18, 45-point margin. You had called a 40. My son had said it was rat poison. You were right, so uh, he has admitted that, that you were right. Quarterback Jack Patterson was 14-15 of 15 for 401 yards and four touchdowns with the only incompletion being a drop TD pass. <laughs> so that's a, that's a pretty Let's good cut night. cut that kid. Cut yeah. that kid off yep, the uh, – a pretty, pretty good night. Yeah. Uh, the Trojans had 176 yards rushing, led by matching stats, with Fisher having 65 yards and two scores, as well as Grayson Alford with 65 yards and two scores. Their leading receivers for the Trojans were Alex Wright, who had four receptions for 161 yards and two touchdowns, and Jackson Thomason with five receptions for 141 yards and two touchdowns. On defense, Cooper McCoy led the Trojans with eight tackles, including two sacks, and was also eight of nine on extra point tries. The Trojans, now four and three and one and zero in district, will travel to ECS this Friday for their second district game. This will be a much tougher test on the road. Can't wait to preview that game on, on Friday, Derek. I'm really excited about the Trojans. They seem to have righted the ship, and these kids are scoring a lot of points. Uh, they've already clinched a playoff opportunity, uh, which is great for them, but it's really uh, fired up for them. They, they're starting to figure some things out. So look forward to previewing on ECS. Uh, can't wait to uh, give you my prediction on that game. Uh, maybe they'll listen to it. Believe in yourself. Don't think of things as rat poison. you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe you can win, why are you even playing? That's all I'll continue to say. All right, we come down this way. The other two teams we cover, Lewisburg and Hernando, they tied up on Friday night for the homecoming matchup right here under the water tower, Derek. Wonderful, awesome night. I'll set the scene for you. It was packed. It was packed. It was I mean, packed. it was pa- – yeah, Big Lane even came. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, Thanks for coming. We're there. Always supporting. Always supporting. <laughs> well, you came, well, you came to watch – you came early to watch the band. And I then did, you, did, we did see the band. Right. Earlier to come, you came early to watch the band, so you got to see the band, which that's what you were there for. Then you decided to stay for the first half. Happened to be homecoming festivities at halftime. Right. right. You know, I, I mean, that's there. a plus. And then uh, I think you I think you were gone before they kicked off the third quarter football. Uh, the game was pretty much at hand. <laughs> it's kind of like North Carolina. It was in hand. It was I got a you. Deal. It, it was, was over. Deal. You were home really, really early for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Well, I, do, I really do appreciate you coming uh, for sure. But just a heck of a game. Hernando Tigers prevailed. What you got? All right, so as you mentioned, Friday night was home, hometown homecoming game for the Hernando yeah, Tigers. That was, which was, our, that was the title of our show from Friday, yes. It was. Uh, they did welcome the Lewisburg Patriots, uh, both teams needing, not, not just wanting, not just looking for, they needing their first district win. 
Hernando jumped out on top with two TD passes by Zach Wilkie to Jaden Smith to end the first quarter 14 to nothing. In the second quarter, the Tigers found the end zone again on a short yardage rush, taking the 21 to nothing lead into halftime. Uh, so as I said, basically over at halftime. After halftime, and again, congratulations to Hannah Grace for being named homecoming queen, Lewisburg found the end zone and converted the two-point conversion to cut the lead to 21 to 8. Hernando quickly answered with a Wilkie rushing TD to end the third quarter 28 to 8. The Tigers got one more TD in the fourth, which Lewisburg answered, but that is where the, the Patriots' charge would end with the final score of 35 to 14. For Lewisburg, quarterback Gunnar Gilmore was 28 of 41 for 268 yards and two touchdowns. DJ Green led the Patriots in rushing with 19 carries for 73 yards, and Grayson Crumbly was the leading receiver with 14 receptions for 122 yards. For the Tigers, Zach Wilkie was 19 of 28 for 272 yards and two touchdowns in the air and was also the leading rusher with 13 carries for 96 yards and two TDs on the ground. Jaden Smith led the Tigers in receiving with four receptions for 76 yards and two touchdowns. The Patriots fall to 1-5, 0-3 in the district, and the Tigers improve to 2-5, 1-2 in the district, tied for fifth with Center Hill. The Patriots will host South Panola this Friday for a tough conference matchup, and the Tigers will travel to DeSoto Central, both opponents who are tied for first in Region 6-1A. We will preview those games this coming Friday for the EZW Podcast. Derek, going to be a really, really tough uh uh, weekend possibly Friday night for for uh, Hernando and Lewisburg. South Panola is just a good solid football team, good solid program, and DeSoto Central being three and zero. You know when kids start to believe in themselves and things that they're doing are working pretty well. Man, it's hard to stay in their way for real. But again, I will say thank you to the city of Fernando for such an awesome uh, turnout, Derek. Since our last show, I forgot to mention this parade on Thursday night mm-hmm. was massive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. talking five or six people deep. Hernando is a wonderful, wonderful city. They love a parade. They love blue skies. They love beautiful weather. And they came out and supported those young ladies and all the football players and the different classes and the and the, the floats. Man, I can't tell you. I almost was kind of emotional driving because, like you said, normalcy. I mean, this is what it's. This is what we should well, and, be doing. And, and again, on our Friday show, we're going to preview you know all the upcoming stuff we have coming up in the next three weeks. Right. On our shout out. So there's just a lot, lot going on. Really looking forward. Love my favorite time of year. Really looking forward to this and uh, just continuing on. Yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful time to live under the water tower. If you enjoy our show each and every Tuesday and Friday, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever way that you listen to our show, give us a five-star review. It really helps us as we continue to move up when it comes to local podcasts. We really, really would appreciate it. If you enjoy our show, wherever you can hear our voice, search for, look for OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch. OB Pod covers Lewisburg, Olive Branch High School, and Center Hill. So the eastern side of DeSoto County. If you have an interest in that, you definitely, definitely will enjoy their show. Derek, can't wait to be back with you on Friday. Just a wonderful week. I'm sure another busy week for us. Again, Rotary Club at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. If you'd like to hear Derek and I speak this coming Wednesday, you can come as our guest, simply $10 there at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club uh, to learn more about the UTW podcast. If you're interested in advertising, under the water info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Send us an email. We can return that with a, a packet full of advertising opportunities. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.
got a pretty so 